Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now you're welcome back to another Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. And we're delighted to welcome a superstar in the making, not in the Gaelic football of his native Kerry, but potentially in American football. David Shanahan has been making headlines over the last uh, number of days, and he joins me now on the line. Uh, David, how are you? And thanks very much for joining us. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Okay. Now, you have been uh, setting social media alight in the last couple of days. You are after signing a deal with uh, Georgia Tech in uh, the States in American football. How did that story come about? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's been a, been a hectic few days. Um, I suppose the story came about, in, um, so I moved to Melbourne, Australia um, last August um, to train with these guys called Pro Kick Australia. Um, so basically what these guys do is they train guys um, to be American football kickers and punters. It's always international guys they train. They get a lot of guys you know, that would have played professional Aussie rules or maybe professional soccer as well. And essentially, um, they facilitate guys to get scholarships to U.S. colleges. Yep. Okay, let's take a step back, though. How does a uh, youngster from Castle Island in Kerry not want to be putting on the green and gold of his native county and be starring in Crow Park and Porky Cueve and Fitzgerald Stadium? How does he end up going down an American football route? So let's let's step back a few years anyway. Kerry's David Shanahan when he's uh, 13, 14 years of age. What is his ambition? Um, so I suppose when I was younger, like growing up all my childhood, the dream would have, of course, been to play for the Kerry senior team um, in football. Um, and I would have played on Kerry underage squads, played on the Kerry under-17s and stuff. But um, I suppose when I was about 16 or 17, I just kind of wanted to change a direction. Um, I suppose I'd been, I'd been playing with you know carry underage squads and whatnot and you know i loved it there but i just i really just wanted to try something new and um american football is always something i had a big interest in i always loved american football and basketball and always watched it and um i I started watching college football in america and i saw that was such a a huge deal and then i just i was just kind of hooked on it from the start um from the from the moment i saw it i kind of i just kind of wanted to be a part of it and I figured the best way to actually, that I could be a part of it, would be to get a, a scholarship for either kicking or punting. Okay. Explain the difference, by the way, between kicking and punting. Uh, so, basically, a kicker is the guy that um, kicks kicks for goals. He kicks field goals, um, so like between the posts. And then a punter is the guy that basically just kind of, he catches the ball um, and just kicks it out of his hands, basically. Okay, now from yeah. a Gaelic football perspective, you know, looking at the mechanics with the naked eye, it seems that GA players would be a perfect fit for them. Is it all as straightforward as that? I mean, if you've played football your whole life and you've been kicking a ball your whole life, you, you know, you probably have the potential. Um, there's there's a lot of things that come into it. Um, yeah, but like obviously, if you've been kicking a ball your whole life, 
there's a certain aptitude that you get when you're kicking a ball. Like there's only so complicated you can make kicking a ball. Um, so yeah, it's just the actual kick itself is 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 very different to kicking a Gaelic football. Um, so there's a really small sweet spot on American football. It's only about an, an inch wide, and it's kind of around the middle of the ball. Um, and when you're kicking an American football, you've got to keep your leg as straight as possible to, to kind of optimize the distance and the height. Um, it kind of differs from Gaelic football in that respect. In Gaelic football, we kind of kick around our bodies a bit, and we kick on the run a bit more. Um, you kick on the run a bit in American football if you want, but mainly it's kind of from the pocket punting they call it so it's basically catch two steps and then kick it okay so how did you teach yourself the fundamentals of kicking an american football um it was basically just off youtube <clears throat> excuse me uh yeah pretty much just off youtube from watching watching nfl guys uh kind of train how they trained and watching them playing games and just kind of i used to video myself a lot as well <clears throat> excuse me and um i just kind of break down the video into slow motion clips and stuff just to kind of and compare myself with 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 the pro guys and stuff yeah so was it a case that you had you bought an american football and you were up in the the famous castle island desmond's pitch on the outskirts of the town and uh people were wondering what exactly was going on with david janahan yeah, that's that's pretty much it to be honest. Um I used to, I used to go down early in the mornings. I, I didn't really tell too many people what I was actually doing. Um tried to keep it as, as quiet as I could just because I knew people wouldn't really have a clue what I was doing, which is perfectly understandable like. Um even when I told them I was going to Australia and stuff, like I got I got plenty of queer looks. Um but uh like I completely understand it. it's obviously a bit of a, a bit of a niche and it's it's not something that people around a lot of people around here would have heard of before. No, very true. Now, we'll get on to your trip to Australia in a moment. Did you play other sports um, when you were younger, Levitt? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Castle Lion's a big sports town. Um, I would have played a lot of rugby and a lot of basketball. Um, basketball, I suppose, probably from the ages of maybe, you know, 9 to 14, basketball was probably actually my, my biggest sport. Um, yeah, I played a lot of basketball growing up. Obviously, with the, the Gaelic football and, and, and stuff like that, you know, was, was there a kind of a decision that Gaelic football was never going to be a long-term objective for you? Yeah, I suppose maybe, yeah. Um, I, was, I was on the, obviously, the carry under 17s, and, you know, I really enjoyed it, but a, a piece of me was kind of like, um, I, was, I, w I won't say I was sick of it, um, but I, I really just wanted to try something to try something new. Um, look, I've all, I'll always love Gaelic football. I have, always have loved playing Gaelic football, but at the same time, I just kind of wanted a, a new adventure, I suppose. Okay. So explain to me how your trip to potentially a stepping stone to the NFL took you all the way to Australia. Yeah. Um, so as I was saying earlier, the whole Pro Kick Australia, the, they're the kind of organization that train up most of the kickers and punters for college football um probably about 60 or 70 percent of the division one um kickers and punters in college football mainly punters are actually australian um, so are they so coming they, from a, a kind of a pre-afl background is that the reason that yeah, australia a lot of them would have actually played professionally in the afl um but you know some of them got injured stuff like that um a lot of a lot of them played kind of professional soccer as well in the australian league um, yeah, so they a lot of them would have come from professional sports backgrounds. So 
how do you make that step from Castle Island to Australia? Uh, so basically, I just I kind of contacted them via email, and um, when I contacted them, one of the coaches was in Manchester, and he basically just flew over for an assessment, and um, I kicked some balls for him, and he said that if I moved and trained with Pro Australia, that I could I could probably get a Division One uh, football scholarship. So um, then I I made the move uh, at the end of last August. So what age are you at this stage? I'm uh, nineteen. And back then, so that's what you were eighteen. Uh, so how, I was 18, how you, yeah, yeah. How, how did you sell that to, to mom and dad at home? Um, yeah, I suppose it's obviously a, a tough sell. Um, but you know they were really really supportive. They they probably saw how much I wanted to do, and they saw how much it meant to me. So um. Yeah, they, they supported me all the way. Um, I have two older brothers and an older sister as well. They they really pushed me to do it as well. They thought it would be a great experience. So, um, yeah, they were. Um, I, I'm very thankful to them for uh, for letting me do it. Okay, so you hop on a plane, you fly halfway around the world to Melbourne, and uh, you start training there. So, what was an average day or an average week like for you? Um. So basically, um. Our training was divided into two, essentially, um, in the gym and on the field. So we used to have our own kind of like uh, strength and conditioning coach there. Um, we used to have our, our um, gym sessions at about half five in the morning. Um, so they were real early and stuff. They'd be about two and a half hours long. Um, I suppose in the gym, we do a pretty pretty wide variety of things. Like We wouldn't just hit like legs or, or hips and stuff like that. We do all upper body. We do a lot of running and stuff, just keeping just kind of general general fitness stuff as well. Um, and then we'd, a field session would be at about 3 o'clock in the evening then, and we'd have a field session for about two and a half hours where we'd you know, kick a heap of balls and we'd, we'd, we'd do a lot of technique work and stuff like that. Did you know from the very outset that, this was something that you were progressing at that you you could you could see the you could see the gains and you could see the developments immediately um yeah yeah definitely um i suppose i always kind of thought i had the potential um i always thought i could kick a ball pretty well but in saying that i had i had my technique wasn't really great at the start i had a lot of bad habits that i kind of brought over from rugby and uh, gaelic football um, I used to kind of bring my leg across my body a lot, which is kind of the opposite of what you want to do when you're punting. Um, so I, I really had to retrain my muscles in that respect. But I always knew I could do it. It was just a matter of, you know, putting in the work and um, putting in the time. Okay. In relation to the other people that were there, David, were you younger? Were you the same age? Who were you staying with? What was life like for... Uh, a, a youngster from Castle Island in Melbourne at the age of 18? Um, yeah, so I, probably the average age of the guys that do pro kick is about 21. So I was, I was a bit on the younger younger scale of things, but there were, there were, there were plenty of other. There's about 30 guys in the program. So there were, there were plenty of other like kind of 18, 19 year olds as well. Um, so were you the only guys, Irishman? Um, I was the only Irish, no, technically, but, uh, one, there's one other guy, Alex McCourt, um, he, he was, he was born in Ireland, I think he lived in Ireland, um, for all his childhood, and then moved to America, both his parents are Irish, so he'd, he'd have a pretty strong Irish connection as well, um, but yeah, I was the only one that had moved directly from Ireland, I suppose, yeah. How long then did you spend in Melbourne, and how does, uh, a top college in the United States come calling to you? 
Um, so I was in Melbourne for about uh, just since last March, really, from August to to, to March. Um, so about seven eight months. Um, and essentially, I, the only reason I came home was obviously for the because of the COVID nineteen and stuff. I just said it was kind of kicking off, so I'd come home. Um, but uh, so basically, what happens there is the coach at Georgia Tech um, will called pro kick, which is kind of how it works. The coach in the school calls pro kick and basically says, um, who do you have? And then pro kick put my name forward for it. And they said, uh, we think this guy would be a, a good fit kind of ability wise and personality wise. So the guys then in Georgia, they're reviewing video footage of you. And that is the core of their decision making process. Um, yeah, uh, video footage mainly, but a lot of it is they kind of go on the word of Pro Kick as uh, Pro Kick's been around now for you know, ten or ten or fifteen years, so they've got a, a really good reputation built up amongst college coaches. So um, it's probably the the reputation of Pro Kick is the main thing. They're a, a trusted brand in college football now. Okay, so what happens then? Did you have to have, shall we say, an interview process? Not really. Um, the kind of the. John Smith, who's and Nathan Chapman are the two coaches. They kind of do all the liaising with the coaches. Um, and then I had I, I had a Zoom call then with four of the Georgia Tech coaches last Tuesday, and you know we had, we had a good chat and whatever about my whole story and kind of what they were expecting from me and um, about the whole culture around Georgia Tech. And that was I suppose when they when they made it all official and they asked me to announce it on social media and stuff. Brilliant. No. Just explain to me as well, you know, you, you talk about culture and everything with Georgia Tech. You have a bit of a family connection with that part of the world as well. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I've got a, an aunt and her family are all living in Atlanta, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty fortunate. Actually, the funny funny story. Um, So before I went to Melbourne, I went to Atlanta just for two weeks on a holiday with my mom and dad. Um, just kind of before, so I was going to go from Atlanta to Melbourne then um, to visit my auntie in Atlanta. And so I went off to Melbourne after the two weeks, but my mom and dad um, hung around for an extra few days, and they actually went to a Georgia Tech Clemson game pure, purely by coincidence. Um, so yeah, it was it was it's pretty funny. They've they've been to an American football game, but I haven't. So in relation to Georgia Tech, just to explain to people just how big college football is. I suppose we all see the NFL. Uh, you know, even those that only have a passing interest in American football are aware of uh, the NFL and some of the, yeah. the big names and the, the big teams. But college football is absolutely incredibly big in the states. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge industry. Um, it's real. It's got a real passionate passionate following. Um, it's religion in a lot of places, especially kind of down south in those states. You know, like Alabama, Georgia, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, all those ones. Um. So yeah, Georgia Tech is in um, the ACC conference, which is one of the the Power Five conferences. They're called so they're the the top five conferences in college football. So um, it's kind of the ACC is kind of the southeast. So it's all um, kind of like Georgia, Florida, um, as I said, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, so basically, yeah, and Georgia Tech Stadium is obviously fifty five thousand. It's got a really big following, but. Um, it's it's actually nowhere near even the biggest stadium in that conference. Um, I think Clemson is 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 a hundred thousand or something like that, and they sell it out. So it's it's yeah, it's a really big, uh, really big thing over in the states, college football. So, so you have a full scholarship now to to Georgia Tech. Uh, 
all kicking in in 2021. Any idea what you're going to study? Um, I think I'll study uh, finance, hopefully. Very good. And in relation to you coming in then as a newbie, like, is there a, an expectation, David, that it'll take you a year or two to get your 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 place in a team? Is is that how it works, or you know, the fact that you're there on a scholarship and you're you're going to be dumped straight in at, at the deep end? Uh, yeah, kind of the latter, really. Um, I'm, I'd be expected to start really from day one. Um, but I suppose I'll get there in January, hopefully, and the season won't start till September. So I'll have the guts of a year, like I'll have, I'll have eight, nine months to kind of learn the game. And um, obviously, hopefully by then, by the time September does roll around and the first game does roll around, I'll, I'll be in a lot better position with regard to understanding the game and um, actually playing in a real game environment as well. So, um, yeah, I'll, 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 be, I'll be expected to start from, from day one just because I'm on, on scholarship, yeah. What, what, do, uh, what do mom and dad think of it all? Oh yeah, they're obviously they're they're super excited for me. Um, uh, obviously my mother's a bit nervous at the whole prospect of playing in front of so many people, and I suppose being so so vulnerable to to tweets and messages and things with the way social media is these days. Um, not everyone's delighted for me. Um, but yeah, that the overall they're they're really excited for me. I'm probably lucky in the sense that uh, Atlanta's only one flight away as well. Um, so they'll be able to come over for for plenty of visits, and obviously having an an auntie in Atlanta is is really reassuring for them as well. It's it's kind of ironic that you you mentioned that, dude. In this day and age, that your your mom is more worried about the social media impact than than the actual physicality of the game. Is that something as well that you're conscious of? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't be conscious at all about the the social media aspect. I don't really pay too much attention to it, anyways. I'm not I'm not a massive social media guy, um, but okay. I don't really look at I don't, I don't. I wouldn't really read into into too much of whatever someone I've never met before is is tweeting at me or whatever. Um, but so I, I wouldn't be conscious about that at all. I, uh, yeah, as you said, I'd probably be more um, more aware of the whole physical aspect of of it. You've got these uh, these three hundred and fifty pound men running at you trying to kill you. <laughs> exactly. I think you have more pressing issues to worry about. Finally, then, David, what what is the ambition now uh, for you? You've You've made some just an incredible, as as somebody said, it's it's like a Netflix storyline that has taken you from Castle Island to Melbourne and now to Georgia Tech. So that is the next step on the road. But where is the destination? Um, I suppose you know I'm kind of I'm trying to keep my head wherever my feet are. I'm just trying to live in the moment. Um. I definitely just want to enjoy my four years at Georgia Tech and and work as hard as I can. Um, obviously the NFL would be a, a dream, but um, you know at the moment I'm just I'm just really looking forward to the time at Georgia Tech and uh, we'll cross the whole NFL bridge when I get to it. Brilliant stuff, David. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. No bother. Thanks very much. Thanks again for joining us on the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. And don't forget, you can read the full Irish Examiner and every supplement just as they are printed. Anytime, anywhere, on your phone, your PC or your tablet using our e-paper. Just visit irishexaminer.com forward slash e-paper for all the details. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.